All right, it's another episode of the Pin High Podcast presented by Golficity. The Puerto Rico court curse is finally over at the Mayacoba Classic as Victor Hovland uh, took it this week. There's no DFS this week, but there is the QBE shootout before we head into a little brief hiatus from the PGA Tour, so we'll go over that. We'll also do our par three of weird amateur golf rules. So let's get into it. I feel like the intro, when it's off the cuff, comes off a lot less like scripted. I like it. It's just like I remember when we, because I went through the first. I couldn't episode. even read it. <laughs> I went through the first episode a couple weeks ago because like I was trying to find a clip for the Instagram, and like you couldn't do an intro. Like yeah. we, we had to take seven takes of an intro in our first episode. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, dude, just write it down and like I think go it's through it. I was laughing. Honestly, I'm leaving this in the podcast. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, whatever. All right. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, I guess let's get right into it. Mayakoba Classic this uh, this this weekend. It's what is it? It's when Brendan Todd won last year, right? Yep. Yeah. So we're officially back into into tournaments that we've gone over before. Did we go over the QB shootout last year? I'm not sure if we did. <laughs> I don't it was remember. Kind of a random one. So like Oh, the schedule's a little bit different this year. So yeah. honestly, it was probably before it was probably before we started the podcast. Maybe. I mean, it's just whatever. It's a weird it's not an official PGA tour tournament. It's a one of those like one off tournaments that they do. Um it's a fun tournament. Um It's it's we'll we'll get more into it later, but I, I it's like a it's a pretty exciting like format. It's kind of cool. I'm not going to say I'm going to watch all four rounds like I intently. Only, I think there's only 3 rounds too. Three rounds intently <laughs> was it start Friday? Probably. I guess. Um, but before we get into that, let's talk about the Mayakoba Classic. Victor Hovland, he broke the Puerto Rican curse. He won at the Mayakoba th- I mean, this he, weekend. He did it. He did it pretty quick too. Like, I mean, he had he his first win Puerto Rico, <laughs> the last Puerto Rico Open, and uh, he breaks the curse after that. Um, obviously, Tony Finau's still looking for a win, so you already know. And the next like real PGA Tour event that we have. I'm picking Tony Finau. Like he's gonna win. Yeah, because the curse is over. I mean, yeah. he's he's bound to win, right? I wish um, there was a Tony Finau like a tournament this year. Uh, prop. What would you, you put know, it think, at? I think Tony Finau is gonna win like the waste management this year. I mean, he came in second last year. I know that's, that's they might why. not do the waste management. Have well, you heard if, that? If they do that, if they have it, they may not do it because like the best part of the waste management is the fact that like. I don't know, like and, a quarter of a million fans yeah. run through there in a, in, a, in a weekend or something crazy like that. Um, so they might actually not have that, which would be pretty brutal. Whichever. That's a little bit down the road. But um, back to Victor Hovland. So um, he had like an, a pretty good, uh, like, I guess thir- third and fourth day. Uh, first and second day were also pretty good, but he wasn't like near the near the, the top top. He was just kind of like hanging around kind of at the point where you're like, oh, he doesn't really have like a real shot. But then then in the third round, he he heated up. Um, just at the end there, he made a lot of like clutch shots. Dude, his his short iron game all weekend was like insane. I was seeing it on on like the PJ Tour Instagram and stuff, and he was he was like almost dunking the ball from like whatever like one thirty one forty. There was a lot of that this week. We'll get into it in a little bit, but like the course played so so soft. Like I, yeah, there was did. rain, I guess, and like just the course is a softer course in general. Mm-hmm. Um. Even the greens are are known to be one of the slowest like sets of greens on tour. 
Um, but like everybody was just sticking shots. Like it was crazy. Like, you know how like usually you, you get it so that you either hit it past the hole and spin it back or you hit it in front of the hole and roll it towards. Yeah. These guys were going right at the flag, like bouncing the ball, like right at the flag. It was and kind it of amazing stick, to see. Almost. Yeah. Like the ball marks on the green were crazy. Like they were just like, well, you could even tell huge. like with the ball, the ball had like a, had like the, the dirt all over it when it stuck. Yeah. Um, which obviously there's a lift place, uh, or lift clean place in play pretty much the entire week. Um, yeah. which you like to see. Um, he made that, that really icy putt on 18 too. I mean, it was, he makes the putt, he wins, he misses the putt, they go into a playoff. Um, it was about 10 footer and he, he just nailed it. So, and, uh, <laughs> I don't know if you saw the post match or the post round like, interview and he was like, I hate those situations. I'm usually not good in them. Uh, but <laughs> I made that putt and Victor uh, Hovland's such a funny dude. Yeah. He's like, I made that putt and I, uh, on 16, I made a big save where I thought I lost the tournament. So, um, good for him. Yeah. Shout out, sh- shout out my roommate Jackson. He's a huge, uh, Victor Hovland fan for whatever reason. <laughs> um, Actually, I haven't even texted him about that. I probably should do that. But, uh, I guess that's it for the Mayakoba classic. Puerto Rico curse finally over Tony Fino's due. Well, he has been due for I mean, a very Tony long Fina time. Tony Fina had a good week too. There was a point yesterday where, uh, or yeah, yesterday, where Tony Fina was in second and Victor Hovland was in first. I'm like, well, like somebody's gonna break the curse. Like, yeah. I, I think I texted it. I was like, Fina's in second, Hovland's in first. Like, the curse is gonna end. Oh right, I mean, I was gonna say, I was gonna say, yeah, Trevor was pretty mad about the, uh, about the Puerto Rican curse uh, being over. Trevor's not here this week. He's uh off doing he, he's uh no he's just too mad about it he, he didn't want to talk about yeah. it. yeah <laughs> yes that's why yep he's it's not because he's simping no not at all um so yeah let's move into the monday hypothetical it's g came up with this one it's golf rules that just don't make sense and it's also going to be kind of like the a par three where later in the show we're going to be doing like amateur rules that you come up with like your friends um the first one that came in mind for me was when, a, when your ball like lays to rest in a divot in a fairway, it's like I feel like you should get relief from that. Yeah, that's the one that first came to my mind, but you wrote it down. So I, on a pro level, like I don't get why pros still have to like keep their own scores and like sign their scorecards. Like either you see it a couple times where guys make mistakes and uh, they lose strokes and they like it's just stupid. And like we're we're in 2020 like that whole thing could just be done like electronically it's not like the pga tour is literally keeping track on the yeah. app like yeah that you don't have to go in and like sign your own scorecard and like have an official score like i feel like that's just golf track being that. traditional because you used to have to do that and it was like you, you had to like when um, there's no cameras and stuff but now there's a camera and when there was no there was no technology like, like that like but i feel like i feel like that's just something that doesn't need to happen it's a good point um as a counter argument to that well, not even an argument, but just I did scoring for like the junior tour th- this fall. And oh, my God, it was like so bad. Every every person that came in, they'd be going over with each other. They'd be like, no, you got a six on the hole. You'd be like, ah, oh, OK, I guess. I, OK, yeah, you're right. But in a junior <laughs> like, tournament, I don't like think I don't holes. think you're like getting like like penalized for having the wrong score. No, no. Like, they, they they weren't cheating. They just simply didn't like, know. Yeah, no. But like some that happened at, at I, I was reading up. I think it happened in like a maybe not a US Open, but like a major or something like a long, 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 long time ago where like someone signed a scorecard where he gave himself more strokes than he actually got. 
And since I think the rule is like if you give yourself like more strokes than you actually got, say you got a birdie, but you said you got a par, mm-hmm. um, you have to keep that score. So the guy oh. could like pretty much it would have been a playoff if he like marked the right score. But since he marked oh the score God. more, they like the other guy won. <laughs> That's brutal. Jesus Christ. Also, as I'm scrolling through Instagram, just like looking at the comments there. Um, shout out Brooks Kepka. I don't know. Oh, yeah, I saw that. Yep. <laughs> Go Brooks. He's just killing it. Do you see that video he did? Yeah. <laughs> he's uh, uh he's enjoying his time off. He's he's enjoying his his little uh hiatus here. Let's just say that. Um we did Ooh. get a, we did get another comment on the Instagram uh the long pants rule. Um we should be able yeah. to see we should be able to see Phil's calves every week. That's what the comment said. So I don't really I don't really care, honestly. I feel like I don't care either, I don't but I feel like in the summer, like you're playing. I like seeing pants. I, I feel like, like I'm in not the summer, say like, like when they're playing in like a hundred degree, like in Arizona or something like that. Like I feel like they. Don't, yeah, it's they not like you're gonna stop seeing pants. pants. Like guys like, will still wear pants whether they whether there's the shorts rule and they're in like hot weather or not. I feel like some guys will still want to wear pants. I think and down, you'll have the cold weather tournaments where they wear the wear the pants. So I'm I'm in on changing it. I think down down the road you'll see. I'd say within the next change. three years. I mean, like the amateur, like you, you watch the USAM. I'm pretty sure they're allowed to wear shorts. So, like, yeah, they are. Like, by the time all the golfers are like, this year it was cold. It was kind of cold though oh, for yeah. the USAM. But like, by that, the time the golfers are all like, have played in the USAM and like are that age, like I feel like shorts will be the thing. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Yeah, so yeah, that, that. That, that just about does that. <laughs> I was just I was just thinking of something else right before we uh. Before we went into the shorts, but I can't remember. So maybe it'll come back up in the par three. three yeah. Oh, I was going to say we can do the par three of um, of guys we think are, are going to enjoy the uh, the golf hiatus way too much. <laughs> maybe a little bonus later. <laughs> uh, anyway, we can move into the betting this week. It's not really too much of betting like there's no DraftKings because it's the qb shootout and like there's 12 teams two, two man teams yeah, so i'll go into the format real quick so there's 12 two man teams um there's three rounds the first round is a scramble the second round is a like, like a modified alternate shot kind of what you saw in the, in the match a couple weeks ago mm-hmm. um and then the third round is just stroke play or no best ball stroke play so, best ball stroke play yeah um it's intriguing. So, yeah, it is intriguing. It's an interesting event every year. Um, I mean, the teams that you... There's some intriguing teams as well, interesting teams. Um, Cameron Champ and T- Tony Finau, um, I think they're the favorites. Uh, and then you got Abraham Anser and Matthew Wolf, which just seems like a pretty electric team when you put their games together. Cameron Champ and Tony Finau too, though, honestly. Like, those top two teams, yeah, they're favored by a lot. They're like plus 550 and plus 650, mm-hmm. respectively, but... I mean, like, I feel like there's just way more value below. But even at plus 550 with a 12-team thing, like, that's good value. Yeah, I, I mean, I agree. There, There's only 12 teams, so, like, make your pick. I mean, like, it's just like, who do you like the best? I mean, I will say somebody random kind of wins this event every year. I mean, just some of the other teams that we have out there, Harris English and Matt Kuchar, I feel like their games might complement each other pretty well. Um, Billy Horschel, Brendan Todd, Louis. We just go through. We go through this honestly. There's not that many teams. I think Billy Horschel and Brendan Todd. I mean, 
you, see, you know, Brendan Todd's like the fairway hitter. So in a team format, that could I don't know how that's going to translate. Honestly, I haven't watched the QBU shootout Dude, too we, many we times. Can, we Monday. might get Brendan Todd on like a like a Ryder Cup team just because of that. Like they might select him just because he hits fairways like very consistently. Do you think he's still doing well in the in the Ryder Cup? I mean, most definitely because he finished uh, T8 this week again. Yeah, so we we just might see him in the Ryder Cup. Or is, is it Ryder? What's next? The Ryder Cup, I think. I think they pushed it back a year, but the Ryder and Cup. And then they moved the President's Cup back as well, I think. I, I believe so. Because I was going to say, yeah, because they canceled it this year. They, I don't know. They just moved it back. Um, I think they moved both back, though, a year. So, I mean, like, that, that team's kind of I like a... Too. But going back to that team, Horschel and Todd, that's kind of like the shorter hitter, like accurate guys um, team. Um, they both kind of have similar games. Um, Billy Horschel can hit a little more than Brent and Todd, but yeah, yeah, a little bit. But he's he's about he's like I like the Louie and Bubba Watson team. That team is interesting as well. I mean, Louie is a very, very solid golfer. I mean, Bubba obviously um, shapes his shots really you well. Got two polar opposite players. Yeah, there. Um, you got Mark Leishman and Cameron Smith, so the, Austra- the, Aussies. the Australian team. Um, I don't see Cameron winning, Smith's been playing really good golf, so. Yeah, um, that's true. Mark Leishman sucks, though. <laughs> right now he does, but he is a he's good. So he's bad. usually a good ball striker. But in a team event, you never know. Um, you got Sebastian Munoz and Joaquin Neiman. Neiman played really well last week. Um, Munoz, Munoz is not. playing really well in general. Um, he got I feel like Munoz would be on the next but... uh, the next Presidents Cup team. Maybe. Um, there's a lot of good that's young lot, players well, coming out of uh, those random nations. So, Venezuela. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, you got Daniel Berger and Steve Stricker, which is an, another interesting team. Because Steve mean, Stricker won 2017. Yeah. So it's like he's a guy that in a team event, I feel like you can definitely use because while he may not bomb it, like he'll probably keep I mean, it in play. Modified alternate shot. You just take Daniel Berger's shot every time. And then if he if he goes OB, like like think of, think of it this way like Steve Stricker is probably going to hit the fairway. I mean Daniel Berger could just try to bomb it. If he goes OB or is not a good spot, you just take the other shot. And then Yeah, and then Steve Stricker's going to be having Daniel Berger yardages in into well which Daniel Berger is not going like it's not like he Bryson, but yeah, definitely hits it further better. than Steve Stricker. Yeah. So um, it's, that's an interesting one as well. You got Lanto Griffin and Mackenzie Hughes, which is one I feel like Though, that, that's a it. team, that's a team that might win this event. We'll go through Don't the we'll go through some it. of the previous winners. But like when you look at the names, like that might be the team that sneaks in and wins. Don't don't sleep on Lanto and Mackenzie Hughes. I feel like Mackenzie Hughes is he Canadian? Yes, he is. Yeah, he's one of those guys that like is one of those like first round leader guys. And Lanto's also a guy where you see him like I mean, a T seven at like the Travelers or something. He had a really good season last year. Shout out to the Golf SC guys. Like he's boys with them now. So is he actually? Yeah, he like comments on all their stuff. Oh, really? I haven't noticed that. Um, That's fun. They had him on the podcast, I think, a while ago. Anyway, yeah. um, you got Ryan Palmer and Harold Varner the third. That's um, one that stuck out to me at the beginning when I first looked because it was just like another one of those like random ones. And it's like these are these the way we've been going through this is in like order, order of like of favorites and not favorite. Yeah. Uh, so I think they're like plus twelve hundred. Yeah, and then you have uh, the defending champs, uh, <laughs> Kevin Tway and Roy Sabatini. They won last year, so. And they're like second to last in the odds, which is. And then Kevin Nan, Sean O'Hare, Sean O'Hare. I 
couldn't tell you who that is, but he's won this event before. Uh, he won with Steve Stricker. So yeah. uh, he's won. He's won twice actually. He, or, I have yeah. no clue who he is. He won with I, Kenny Perry as well too. So okay, so he's an old guy that probably older people listening to this podcast are like, how does Patrick not know who? Uh, I mean, he's only who, he's thirty eight. Like he's not that old. <laughs> yeah, I know, but like thirteen years ago, he's probably twenty five and like killing on tour, and we were like eight years old. <laughs> I guess. So. Um. I'm trying to like pull up his like stats from like previous years. I mean, he had a he had a T14 at the Corrales Punta Cana a couple weeks ago. So really, yeah. Okay, um, good for him. 2020, he didn't really play that much, but yeah. I mean, he, he always plays in this event, and he's won it twice. So um, maybe a course horse. <laughs> um, and then is that it, Kevin Nashon O'Hare? Yeah. So I guess we can just tell our winner picks because that's all we can really give well, first let's go through some of the previous winners just because these kind of like like obviously you, you see this there's some names like obviously wolf and answer um champ and fina like there's names in this mm-hmm. tournament but you look at the past winners you got obviously kevin tway and rory sabatini last year like i said um kazire and brian Harmon the year before that o'hare and stricker english and kuchar duffner and snedeker um day and tringali english and kuchar again um O'Hare, Kenny Perry, Keegan Bradley, Brendan Steele. So like most, I mean, besides maybe like 2014 day, day, like won it. And I think that was like in his like prime. Um, I think like somebody random kind of wins this tournament. Like it's yeah. usually not the favorite. Right. Which whatever you see the defending champs at plus 2000. So that kind of just shows you. Yeah. So. You can go first. I st- I still haven't decided. I'm I'm very torn, but you can go first. So I'm gonna go with Sebastian Munoz and Joaquin Neiman at plus eight hundred. They're like kind of in the middle of the pack there. Um, kind of just going with like the top tier team doesn't really win this event most of the time. Joaquin Neiman's playing some incredible golf recently. Um, you've heard Munoz's name. He's been playing all right, not great in the last two events, but he's a good player. Also, Neiman hits the ball very far for someone his size, which you like don't see that often. So I feel like Neiman's a good player in this type of event, and I think they complement their games pretty well. And I like the value. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I I like that as soon as you uh, as soon as you said it. I'm just looking up Bubba's putting real quick. I want to see how Bubba is at putting because is, isn't he like doing pretty well this year putting? would say he's probably doing pretty well i mean he hits the ball really far now like like ooh, on tour strokes gained off the t seventh strokes gain approach eighth jesus oh um, he's putting terribly putting not great this year but putting he's terrible. doing everything else sick i mean what about Which, Louis, Louis? it won't hurt you really in this event that much so okay so i like the the bubba and and louis who stays in at plus 750 group that's just a very intriguing group because you got bubba who can bomb it and shape it yeah, Louis, who's got like the short game. I mean, he's a really good putter. Best, yeah, he's a good putter, and he's got a he's just got a six swing. He does have a six swing. He's a really good putter. I mean, this year, 29th in putting. I'm sure it's higher. Well, I mean, not as high, but like this year, 29th in putting, 42nd around the green. So he's got the short game. Uh, mm-hmm. I think their games complement each other pretty well. They really do. I like that. So that's what I'm going with. I like it. But can we also just go- acknowledge that last week we both had a. Uh, top 10 picks that both finished t12 that's a what bad we do beat. you had jt top 10 i'd answer top 10 they both finished t12 oh geez 
<laughs> and Trevor won his Brendan Todd top 40 bet like really easy. Like, uh, so he's, yeah, yeah, he did. So he's leading the pack right now. I, I was disappointed because answer was a, was a two pointer last week, but, uh, Maybe yeah. we could get an advantage on Trev this week if we picked Doug Gim. Doug Gim was up, or not? Is it Doug Gim? Yeah, yeah Doug Gim. Doug Gim was up there for a little bit, and I was like, "Oh, okay." I mean, Connor's finished T seventeen, so not too bad. Um, yeah, I had him hot. top. I had him top Canadian with this little Bovada experience experiment I'm doing. Um, so I decided to put ten dollars into a Bovada account and just see if I can grow it by putting down like, you know, two dollar bets to start. See if I can get up a little bit, and you know maybe turn it into something good okay. i'm at 20 bucks after one week and do we want to do we want to attempt to make a first round leader pick for this i'm thinking uh What's first round thoughts? first round is a scramble right yeah i'm gonna go with matthew wolf and abraham answer hmm. i feel like i feel like wolf to bomb it answer to like hit the second shot and then they both have a shot at putting. Wolf's a really pretty good putt. You can get hot. Yeah, I like I like that. We can I mean, obviously you could go champ and Finau as well. They're both bombers. Like they both hit the ball a mile. But um, let's do Wolf and answer. I'm gonna go for Wolf and answer. It's plus seven fifty. That's pretty good value. Yeah. All right, let's do that. And then our we we had the brand new segment last week. It was NFL picks. We went three and zero as a podcast. I had I had Saints minus three and a half hit. Cheek had Lions plus three. Yeah, it doesn't even matter. They won. They won straight up. Yeah, you said <laughs> you were going to sprinkle on the money line. Yeah. Uh, and Trevor had, what did Trevor have? Um, What did Trevor have? I don't know. Trevor had a winning bet. I don't know what he had it was. A winning bet. That's all I remember. Um, I, I know because we, we went over this yesterday. We went three and oh. Yes. Uh, good week for the NFL. <laughs> so I don't know what... Uh, Maybe we can get a live pick from Trevor right now. I'll text him. Jeek, you t- go with your pick first. All right. So we're a golf podcast, but I'm going to go with the Colts minus two and a half against the Raiders. You have the Raiders should have lost to the Jets, let's be honest. Um, and they got crushed by the Falcons. So not playing their best football right now. You got the Colts coming off a couple of wins. Uh, I mean, two and a half. I like it. Should I should I FaceTime Trevor into this right now? Oh, he's um, looking he's, right now. So looking. I'll go over mine. Yeah. Uh, he just texted. I, get, just texted. I guarantee I, he picks my pick because I bet we're yeah, all on top of that. True. Okay. So before he texts, I got Texans minus one and a half. Um, who are they playing again? Texans are playing. Uh, <laughs> wow. We went over this before. The, we did the, go over the, this. Hold but on. I didn't write it down. They're playing the Bears. They're playing the Bears. Okay. Yeah. So there's no way Trevor takes mine um, because he's a Bears fan. So I got. Texans minus one and a half against the Bears. Deshaun Watson, he was crying after the game. He says he's sick and tired of losing. They're four and eight. I don't think they're really backing down. Not going to tank because he wants to win. And uh, the Bears are just absolute bums. They're on a six-game losing streak. I don't see that ending. Even though it's at at, at home, which is kind of... is. Are the Texans a dome team? They are, indeed. I know, but like, are they like... Do they only play well in the dome? I mean, they don't really play well anywhere, so... That's true. <laughs> <laughs> um yeah so we'll see i mean that that's a that's a tough one because like both teams are pretty ass there's um, a lot there's a lot of trap lines this week yeah but uh but we're three and oh so <laughs> we are three and oh so maybe you want to ride us i mean i was really looking at it at like a giants like uh like i wanted to do it last week but i wasn't sure what they were going to do with colt mccoy i wanted to go for giants like like plus whatever but it was only it's like two and a half i mean i get the cardinals are on a bit of a losing streak as well but like 
it's only plus two and a half of Colt McCoy. We got Trevor's pick uh, live. Um, Trev's going with the Vikings plus six and a half against the Bucks. All right, I looked at that earlier. I I, I was thought about it. Um, sure, why not? Yeah, the the <laughs> the Bucks seem to be pretenders, I believe. So, and the Vikings got to come off that horrible game against the Jags. Yeah, I mean, Kirk, I, j- I no Jags fault plus, to Kirk Cousins. He played pretty well. I had Jags plus ten on Sunday. That was pretty hype. Went to overtime. I mean, I'm not gonna lie. I had a Raiders and teaser minus one and a half, and I was very hype when they they did that to the Jets. Did they end up winning by two. I, something like that. I don't know. They scored on the last play of the game, pretty much. <laughs> um. So yeah, we can move in to. I guess we're just gonna do LPGA U.S. Open picks too. Yeah, um, this we're is not gonna of, get one. For I, I wouldn't listen to us on these because um we're not LPGA tour experts. We we know a little bit more than maybe. We know more than the average person. Yeah, but I wouldn't say we're experts, but um, I'm just kind of like, I know some of them, not all of them. So there might be someone who has some ridiculous value that I'm just like, don't know about. Um, I'm going Danielle Kane plus 1200. Just because you know who she is. And I she's know who funny. she is and she's won, she's won majors before, I believe. So um, she's one of the, the top LPGA Tour golfers right now, I believe. So I'm gonna have to go with it. <laughs> I'm going High Jin Choi. Uh, what are the odds on that one? Plus eighteen hundred. Do you even know who that is? <laughs> no, but I honestly kind of wanted to go with uh, Jun Jen Lee six. Like she literally has a six. Oh, I knew yeah. that. Yeah, that'd be. I-, I think she won a couple years ago. I'm. Not, I'm I'm not sure. Like, was in it. And I noticed that her name had a number in it. And I was like, "That's sick." Wait, can I change mine? Yeah, I'm doing Carlota Seganda. It's a okay. sick name. <laughs> what What are the odds on that? Plus eighteen hundred. Same thing. So okay, I'm going with that. Okay. <laughs> uh, we'll see how we do with those. Well, I bet but, you one of us wins. We can't get our damn PJ Tour picks right, but <laughs> we'll get the LPJ Tour pick right. Yeah. So let's move into the par three of amateur golf rules. So there's only two of us this week. Um, maybe we'll, so, we'll do par four. <laughs> maybe we'll see, we'll see what we can come up with. Um, so I'm going to go first and it's the gallery rule. Okay. It's like sometimes like it's obviously you never really know. Like, so basically it's, if you could have found a ball that you hit, if there was a gallery, because like sometimes you hit it out there and you just don't know where it is. Maybe it's under a leaf. If you could have found it with a gallery, which there are no galleries anymore with COVID, I guess. Uh, Bryson lost his ball at the Masters. You get to drop it with no penalty. But this can be abused if you like hit one, slice one OB, and you're like, I don't know. Like, <laughs> I think I saw it. Like, <laughs> yeah, like thirty yards deep into the into the neighbor's house. Um, but yeah, so that that's 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 the first one I'm gonna go with. Um, okay. I'm going to go with one that is like people probably don't even know is a rule. And that's the, the, like the advice rule. Like we're on a part three, say you hit and like, I'm like, Oh, what club did you hit? And yeah, you can't do that. I hit a nine and I'll be like, okay, that means I'm going to hit like a pitching wedge or a nine. Um, one of those types of, uh, yeah, I guess you you can't do that on the tour. You can't do that at all on the tour, which is, or uh, in just competitive golf at all. Right. So I, I, I'm, I'm sure people don't even know that's like a rule, but uh, yeah, you can't technically do it. So yeah, t- take the advice. You get to see what shot, what clubs to hit, and stuff like that. Um, yeah, friends. So, um, I'm just gonna go simple here. 
just marking your ball. Like sometimes you just don't have a marker. You just pick it up, clean it off, put it back down where it was. Yeah, I mean, you saw that in like the the uh, the DJ like Taylor made match, whatever it was, like a, a while ago, where DJ where he just was marking with a T, or like he threw his like he just threw his mark. Did, like, I did that. The I I honestly I picked that up from him. I started doing that. I, like I, actually I as well started doing that. Just the throwing other, the my other mark day, in a random spot. <laughs> not like a random spot, but like, like it close. might be like you know couple inches off i just like we were playing the other day i just threw it down next to the ball but even like even when i'm like setting up a line and stuff like that like sometimes i just pick up my mark and like set the line like without a mark like like, yeah same i mean there's yeah no one's gonna kill no reason yeah um okay what i'm gonna go with um is like kind of you kind of eliminate out of bounds sometimes like you know if you're playing at like a busy golf course and like you hit one out of bounds like pretty easily like it's a white stake like definitely out of bounds like kind of just like you don't want to like hit another off the tee and like potentially hit it out of bounds again or like i don't know take too much time on the tee and stuff like that so you kind of just play it as a lateral drop where where it went out i like that sometimes you're just like okay we're it's not it's not that deep like i'm just gonna go drop like the point of like lateral point of entry you pretty much play a white a white stake as a red stake yeah like it's just like Unless you're having like a heated like match, like yeah. like for money. But even like sometimes that it's like All even right, sometimes just, go, just go drop it. Like you're probably just gonna hit it out of bounds again. Like sometimes yeah, you, just, you have those holes where you know that like oh I'm just gonna hit this out of bounds. Unless you're coming down the stretch on like the 16th, like and you're in the in a match like it's it's like the third or fourth hole, seventh hole. Like who cares? Especially if you're walking, you didn't even know it went out of bounds, and then like you, you oh yeah, just like walk some... back to the tee. Like you'll never make someone. <laughs> like, I actually don't even like this like on the PGA Tour where like Bryson hits one that like kind of went out of bounds, but like they don't really know that it went out of bounds, and like he goes down there and he's looking for it, and he's like, oh, I think it went out of bounds, and he has to like hop to in a car and back go to back and just like hit another one out of bounds. <laughs> um, yeah. So everything's lateral when like a lot of the times you play. So. I like that rule. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, hmm. I'm kind of stuck. I guess... I, uh, I, I brought it up earlier with the divot. Like, if you're in a divot, like, again, in the middle of the fairway, and you're an amateur golfer, and you're not, like, playing for money or, like, very competitive, just take it out of the divot. <laughs> like, who cares? Um, yeah, I just like on top of that, like even like just kind of like winter golf rules, like you hit your ball and like you're in like a weird, like little patch. Yeah. It's just like dirt and it's, there's no grass. You kind of just like, just like move your ball, play it up a little bit. Or yeah. if you're like on root, like even if you're on like, and I know in the PJ tour, if you hit your ball on the like roots of a tree, you got to hit it like sucks, yeah. but like you move it out of the way of roots, uh, take out all loose, like stuff that's underneath your, your ball and stuff like that. Yeah. I feel um, like these are all just like, hey, chill, don't be a rules official on the course with your buddies. <laughs> I mean, like, if you really want to get into it, like, um, it could be like, like equipment, like, that's illegal. Yeah, I was going to say, like, <laughs> like having like, extra clubs. Yeah, you have like, or you have like extra clubs or you have like a, like a chipper that I think might be illegal or like a, like a super long driver or whatever it is, like, or the, the always straight golf ball that's like illegal or whatever. Pretty much yeah. all the Rick Shields, like gimmicks that he does, yeah. like, like test out, like if you're playing like by yourself, take every advantage you could get. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Even if they don't actually work. <laughs> yeah. Um, other than that, do you have any others? Um, like 
order that you hit off the tee and stuff like that. Like True. Or you hit off the like tee. Basically just like, Ready this golf. isn't even like amateur golf rules. It's just like rules we just don't follow. <laughs> yeah, I mean, pretty much. I'm ready golf. Like, just don't like. <laughs> Like, if I'm ready Although to hit, I'm going to go round. hit. If you need to go, like, do something or, like, adjust something or tie your shoe, like, I'll, I'll just hit, you know? It's, like, one of my pet peeves, Loki. I know people are, like, kidding when they do it, but, like, you've been doing ready golf the whole round and, like, somebody made a birdie on the hole and you're and you're still going to go first or whatever, even though you made a bogey. They're, like, uh-uh-uh. Do you have, did I, I didn't know you had the tee. <laughs> and you're just, like, dude, shut up. <laughs> Actually, go die. <laughs> yeah. Um... Uh, Anything I don't else? know. Other than that, do you, I mean, if you seem to be like a, you have like a lot of ideas for this. I'm, I'm just looking on like websites and Google. Oh, really? Okay. So I, I didn't go to that extent. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just like, like I've been on like four different websites already. Just, just looking. I was going to say you're an encyclopedia of these damn rules. I mean, like I had, I had, I had the first like three on the top of my head. Yeah. No, I'm like, uh, <laughs> the, the one, have you ever like hit like a little, ch- it usually happens on a chip. Where you chip the ball and you like double hit it, like, like yeah. Hit it on the way on up. tour. Is that, is that apparently that? that's a penalty? Like you get a stroke, like you just two strokes because you hit it twice. <laughs> no, that's just like you laugh that off, and it probably didn't end up that good anyway. Yeah, so. <laughs> but, but that's that would be one stroke. Um, mulligans, you know, dropping oh procedure. You don't have to drop it from like your knee. Even though sometimes I still we do. do it, sometimes <laughs> I still do it sometimes. But I feel like I do it most of the time. Well, just because it's kind of funny. There's yeah, nothing, I do it. There's I nothing just, that like, looks like. There's nothing that looks more athletic or n- more non-athletic than dropping a ball like from from your, your knee. Like yeah. I, I, that kind of looks like. It looks like you're like a dainty like little person. Just yeah, like and, or like like in other sports, it's like it's like the pitcher hitting. Like that just doesn't like for most most of the time that doesn't look like comfortable. It's an interesting comparison, but yeah, both look uncomfortable. Like, like just unnatural. It's like you know? Andy Pettit stop stepping like, up to the like, plate. Like, the when, first, like, like the other day, the Browns threw a touchdown pass to an offensive lineman. Like it kind of looks like that, where the offensive lineman is trying to catch the ball. Like it just doesn't look right. But yet, like these Tiger Woods is out there dropping a ball from like knee height. Hmm. Interesting. Um. I don't have any more. We can probably wrap it up at that point. Um, we actually had a pretty long episode for it being QB yeah, shootout. This is the last minutes. What? About 30 minutes. Yeah, this is the last uh, last event until January 7th at the Century uh, Tournament Champions. Yeah, we got to start so, working on some guests. If anyone yeah, has has contacts, if anybody in golf and wants to forward them towards us, uh, hit, yes, hit the DMs. You, hit the DMs if you have somebody that golfs even if they're just funny and they golf i don't know just have anybody on I mean, like for all you like all you know like maybe bryson dechambeau's cousin like follows us like yeah I don't know. you know you know bubby golf yeah the dude that's been hanging with 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 like good good and gm golf yeah. whatever that dude's funny yeah i know dude whenever the camera's on him he goes how you doing i'm like <laughs> do you say that every time <laughs> yes he is i kind of want to have him on i feel like i feel like that's attainable yeah, and I just want I mean, to hear. I'd be like, be like, hey, how's it going? And he goes, hey, how you, how you doing? I mean, we'll we'll work something up for the next couple of weeks. I I think we need to have some some guests with. with we do know golf, and if we don't, then we'll definitely come at you with something interesting. Like it's gonna be wacky. You remember? You I mean, I mean, if, we went through quarantine, and we like if barely you've been had guests <laughs> with us from the start, or at least since March, or whatever. Like, 
you've seen some weird episodes of us talking about some really random golf things. Yeah, I mean, we could go on for like an hour and a half too. So we're we're good at going on for an hour and a half about absolutely nothing. So it's a good talent to have. <laughs> um, so let's wrap it up. Last tournament of the year, if you want to call it a tournament, more like just like an event. Um, and then we'll see, we'll, we'll see if we'll see you next week, hopefully with a guest or at least some sort of wacky segment.